Welcome to the Tortoise Ecofin Quick Take Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we provide timely updates on the market. Hello, I am Tortoise Senior Portfolio Manager Rob Thummel with this week's Tortoise Ecofin Quick Take Podcast. October 2014 was a memorable month and a memorable year for many of us at the Tortoise Ecofin World Headquarters, as it was the first time in 29 years that our hometown Kansas City Royals baseball team reached the World Series. October 2014 was also the last time that U.S. crude oil prices surpassed $90 per barrel until last week. Last week, U.S. crude oil prices surged 4%, ending the week at $92.31 per barrel. We've received a lot of questions related to oil, starting with, will oil prices reach $100 per barrel? Historically, the level of oil inventories has been a good predictor of oil prices. Currently, global oil inventories are at their lowest level in seven years. So it is not surprising that oil prices are at their highest price levels in seven years. Global oil demand continues to increase and likely increases into the summer, eclipsing 2019 levels. However, the global oil supply is simply not keeping up with the increase in demand as the largest producers, including OPEC Plus and the U.S., are still not producing as much oil as they were in 2019. Given the undersupplied oil market, oil inventories likely continue to fall, meaning oil prices could rise above $100 per barrel. So what does $100 oil mean for the economy? It means inflation and the possible return of staycation, as many opt to vacation at home due to rising costs of gasoline and plane tickets. My inclination is that $100 oil today is not the same as $100 oil in 2014, as absolute GDP is higher, disposable income levels in the U.S. are much higher, and personal savings rates are much better. And hasn't COVID forced us into a staycation for the last two years anyway? For these reasons, I don't think we start becoming concerned about demand destruction until oil prices are well above $100 per barrel for an extended period of time. Keeping with the commodities theme, U.S. natural gas prices spiked midweek, rising by 16% before falling, ending last week 5% lower. I was on a radio show last week talking about natural gas prices when Mike from New England called in to tell me that Tom Brady had officially retired. I thought Mike wanted to talk about elevated natural gas prices in New England. The daily average price of natural gas at the most liquid trading hub in the U.S. during the month of January was approximately $4 per MMBTU. According to the Energy Information Administration, or EIA, daily natural gas prices in New England averaged $21 per MMBTU in January. That is five times higher than the average natural gas price across most of the U.S., For comparison, natural gas prices in New England were comparable to prices in Europe and Asia, which averaged $28 and $29 per MMBTU, respectively. So why are natural gas prices in New England so high? New England has resisted pipeline infrastructure expansions that would have provided New Englanders access to low-cost natural gas from the Marcellus Shale that is located a few states away in western Pennsylvania. Instead, New England has chosen to rely on global sources of natural gas supply, so consumers pay higher natural gas prices as New England consumers have to compete for LNG in a tight global LNG market during the winter. Wrapping up with a few company-specific highlights, the elongated fourth quarter earnings season continued last week with some of the industry heavyweights providing updates. In today's stock market, 
Earnings matter and cash flow is rewarded. Exxon delivered its highest earnings in seven years and its most free cash flow since 2008. Exxon's share price responded, rising by 8% last week, outperforming the S&P 500 by a large margin. Exxon extended its commitment to capital discipline, including initiating a $10 billion share buyback program. In addition, Exxon reiterated its dedication to decarbonization, aiming to achieve net zero scope one and two emissions for operated assets by 2050 and to achieve net zero emissions in their Permian Basin operations by 2030 specifically. Exxon indicated plans to grow Permian oil volumes by 25%. And recall that Chevron indicated a 10% rise in Permian volumes in its fourth quarter earnings call. So oil production in the, from the Permian Basin is already higher today than in 2019, and it appears to be going higher, which is a good indicator for continued strong results from many midstream energy infrastructure operators. And speaking of midstream, one of the largest midstream operators, Enterprise Products Partners, reported all-time highs in terms of earnings and cash flow. Enterprise management highlighted how the current energy supply disruptions and geopolitical tensions in Europe may lead to greater long-term international demand for U.S. crude oil, natural gas, and natural gas liquids as a source of reliable supply. However, the enterprise stock price underperformed its peers due to concerns regarding capital discipline after management announced higher than expected growth capital expenditures for 2022. Those are the highlights from last week. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us and stay tuned for our next episode. Have topics you want covered or other feedback to share? Write us at info at Nothing contained in this communication constitutes tax, legal, or investment advice. Investors must consult their tax advisor or legal counsel for advice and information concerning their particular situation. This podcast contains certain statements that may include forward-looking statements. All statements other than statements of historical fact included herein are forward-looking statements. Although we believe that the expectations reflected in these forward-looking statements are reasonable, they do involve assumptions, risks, and uncertainties, and these expectations may prove to be incorrect. Actual events could differ materially from those anticipated in these forward-looking statements as a result of a variety of factors. You should not place undue reliance on these forward-looking statements. This podcast reflects our views and opinions as of the date herein, which are subject to change at any time based on market and other conditions. We disclaim any responsibility to update these views. These views should not be relied on as investment advice or an indication of trading intention. Discussion or analysis of any specific company-related news or investment sectors are meant primarily as a result of recent newsworthy events surrounding those companies or by way of providing updates on certain sectors of the market. Through our family of registered investment advisors, we provide investment advice to related funds and others that includes investment into those sectors or companies discussed in these podcasts. As a result, we stand to beneficially profit from any rise in value from many of the companies mentioned herein, including companies within the investment sectors broadly discussed.